0: Hello, you're listening to a Medieval Madness podcast. To see the accompanying visuals, please check out our YouTube channel. Cheers. Unicorns, centaurs, griffins, manticores, mermaids, and dragons. These are a few of my favorite things. They are also just some of the beasts that we looked at in last week's episode of Medieval Madness. Today, we're going to travel a little further afield to learn about beasts such as the ones described as, quote, Ugly folk without heads, with their mouths round like a horseshoe in the middle of their chest. Welcome to Medieval Madness! Maps and monstrous races Medieval mapmakers rarely showed the world how it truly was, rather the map was an insight into the prejudices and superstitions that the cartographer themselves had. They were a means of communication and would often contain symbolism to demonstrate both the enormity and vastness of God's creation. As well as depicting the known world as it was then, medieval maps such as the 14th century Hereford Mapa Mundi, also displayed biblical events, people, animal, and plants, as well as scenes from classical mythology all put there to show their cultural, historical, and spiritual importance to the mapmaker. Monstrous races were not only recorded in bestiaries at the time, but also on the edges of world maps, highlighting medieval attitudes towards foreigners and the unknown. Strange creatures were believed to inhabit faraway lands, which were thought of as dangerous and strange places. It was as though the further you got from home, the more fantastic nature became. Pliny the Elder, who was a Roman author and naturalist not that kind wrote an encyclopedia on natural history, which included many of these races. Their existence was further elaborated on over the years, with tales from explorers and pilgrims who had experienced the strange lands, people and creatures for themselves. The Blemies of Strabo The Blemies of Strabo were first mentioned over 2500 years ago as headless creatures with eyes in their chests. They supposedly lived in the western part of Libya, a place that was very hilly, thickly wooded and teeming with wildlife. Pliny described them as having, quote, no heads, their mouths and eyes being seated in their breasts. Other types were described as being born without necks and have their eyes on their shoulders. The Hereford map puts them in Ethiopia, where they were also thought to be horned donkeys and gigantic snakes. Also known as the Acephaly, they were once rumoured to have been ordinary people, but they had a violent encounter with the gods and were left with their heads severed. Sir John Mandeville says they are, quote, "...ugly folk without heads, with their mouths round like a horseshoe in the middle of their chest." But he said that they live on a large island called Dundea, somewhere between India and Myanmar, and there were also men there with eyes and mouths on their backs. Sirepods Sirepods were found in either Ethiopia or India, and this was another humanoid tribe. Rather than being two-legged, they only have one large leg with a huge foot, but can hop around at fantastic speeds. Their name is derived from a Greek word meaning one-legged, or shadow feet, and they were also known as the monopods. The huge foot was used as protection against the weather. The cyopod would lie on the ground and lift their foot high above their head to either protect them from the rain or to shield them from the sun. They carried fruits with them and lived off the perfume that they released. If the fruits died, then the cyopod would also die. As well as being shown on the Hereford map, Cyopods are depicted on a world map by Betus of Libana, which was created in the 9th century. Their figures can also be seen as carved decorations on medieval churches such as the Ripon Cathedral in Yorkshire, England. Like the Cyoppos, the Panati were able to use their bodies to solve some of their everyday problems. Panati didn’t wear clothes, so their enormous ears were used as a blanket to cover their naked bodies. During the Middle Ages, they were thought to live in Southern Asia, and described in the Matterless world map of 1491 as using their ears like a sleeping bag. Some accounts have also stated that the Panotti are a shy people who use their ears like wings to fly. Their likeness has also been portrayed on medieval architecture and maps, suggesting that they were regarded as blasphemous beings that lived far away from the Christian world. The Cinocephaly. Found in Africa and India, these were a tribe of dog-headed people. During the 14th century, the Muslim explorer Batuta claims to have met a community of cynocephaly on an island somewhere between Sumatra and India. He described the men as having dog-shaped mouths, although their bodies were shaped like a human. First mentioned in antiquity, they were said to live in caves rather than houses. They ran quickly and used bows and arrows to hunt. The women only bathed once a month and the men never bathed but did wash their hands. They used fine skins to clothe themselves and the few rich ones wore fine linen. The ones who possessed the greatest number of sheep were thought to be the richest. Both male and female had tails like dogs. They were thought to live much longer than normal men, for somewhere between 170 and 200 years. The Venetian explorer Marco Polo also spoke about dog-headed barbarians who lived on an island in the Andaman Sea, where they grew spices and have, quote, "...heads like dogs and teeth, and eyes likewise." just like big mastiff dogs. They were a most cruel generation and ate everybody that they could catch, if not of their own race. And there is mention of the armies of Mongol leader Ergdi Khan coming across a race of dog-headed men as far north as Lake Baikal in Russia. In his medieval writings, Paul the Deacon refers to them as cannibals who love to drink blood and are constantly at war with one perceived enemy or another. Whilst Italian monk, Odoric of Perdinon, who travelled as a missionary during the 14th century, met them on an island called Nicoveren and said that both sexes have dog-like faces. They worshipped the ox as their deity, and always wore an image of the ox on their forehead made from either gold or silver. The island was said to be 2,000 miles squared, and all the dog-faced people there wore nothing but a handkerchief to cover their shame. The men even went to war naked with nothing but a large shield for protection. If they took anybody as a prisoner, and they were unable to offer money as a ransom, then these sensophonale would eat them. In 1410, the French inquisitor Pierre d'Ali claimed that there was also a one-eyed version of the dog-headed race, which he called the Charismaspi. In the modern world, many people enjoy scary stories and horror films, but for the people of the Middle Ages, tales of monsters weren't just about being scared. They were moral parables that gave warnings for Christians and instructed them on how to achieve a good, death, and salvation in a world where morality was extremely high. Thank you for watching this episode of Medieval Madness. We do hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a comment if we missed out any weird and wonderful medieval monsters, and we'll see you next week for another video. Cheers!